Are your videos not getting the traction you're looking for? It's probably because you're missing one of these elements. Hey, if you don't know me, I'm Spencer Powell. I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel, and our marketing agency has helped our remodeling and custom home clients generate over $150 million in project sales. This podcast, Builder Funnel Radio, is where we share what's worked for us and our clients so that you can use these tactics and strategies for yourself. Please hit subscribe, and if you get some value out of the show, we always appreciate if you pass it along, spread the word, share it with a peer or a colleague. As we get into today, I wanted to make a book recommendation, something that I read a few years ago and have continued to go back to this book over and over again, just because I continue to get more and more applicable information from it. You know, you read something and you realize, gosh, there's so much good stuff in this book. And usually you apply one or two things, and then I have to go back to books over and over again so I can continue to pull out more and more of the components that I want to use. And also I find that just at varying stages of the business, you find new things that apply to you differently, or they're actually applicable now, and maybe they weren't before. And that book is Who Not How. And it's an easy read. It's a super powerful concept. Um, The short of it is that as entrepreneurs, we often think that we have to figure everything out ourselves. And I think it's kind of in our DNA a lot of times, and it's kind of fun to solve problems. That's usually why you're an entrepreneur is you're, you're good at solving problems. You like solving problems. Something gets thrown at you. You can figure out creative solutions to it. You can navigate that. But that can actually be one of the biggest things that holds you back. That's been my experience, at least certain things within the business that I felt like I liked or was really good at or whatever the reason was, I would hold on to them. And I can't think of a time off the top of my head. There's probably been times, but I would say almost every time when you pass that off, the person that you pass it to does it much better than you would. I think there's lots of different reasons for that. One is you are spread thin as an entrepreneur. And so you are never going to put all of your focus into whatever that thing is. And if somebody takes that on, they're going to be able to dedicate more time, more energy into whatever that thing is that you said, hey, I've got to let go of this. But oftentimes there are people that are just much better at the thing than you are. I know that's what I found with many things in my business. And so as the entrepreneur, you want to know enough to be able to direct, to manage, to lead, to inspire, but you don't actually need to be the foremost expert at the thing, whatever the thing is. So anyway, I won't go on forever about this, but it's a really powerful book. It's been super instrumental in a lot of our growth over, I would say the last you know couple of years. And so if you're looking for a good book, I would, uh, I would highly recommend that one. As we get into the topic for today, which is around video marketing. I wanted to share a few things. One, that we had an initiative starting at the back half of 2023. And we made the goal that we wanted to post a reel a day every day for the basically the last six months of the year. And we did that and we grew our Instagram following very aggressively. I think at the beginning of the year, of 2023, we were in the, I don't know, 2,500, 2,700 range, somewhere in there. Um, We're now over 5,000. We also grew our YouTube subscribers from, we were just under 1,000 
And now we're over 4,000, potentially approaching 5,000. And we did that in about 120 days in the back half of 2023. And so I'm sharing this because we learned a ton and we're still doing a lot of studying and learning in this area of video. It's a big focus of ours. We wanted to make it a focus. And so um, we're trying to go go really deep into this area. And as you guys may know that we, we often try uh, to be the best example of what we do for our clients. So if we are going to say, hey, you should do video, we're not trying to just preach that and say, hey, you know, video looks good. You should do a bunch of video. We try to be a really good example of what that looks like. And so we've been doing video for a long time on our YouTube channel. And we've been doing a little bit of social video. And that's why I really wanted to make that big push last year is really learn, you know, do it, do it, be the practitioner, not the person just teaching from the textbook. And I think we've learned a lot about what makes for good video. And I think we're still learning and that, you know, a year from now, we're going to look back and go, oh, gosh, we really should have known this or we should have figured that out. But we have learned a lot about what works and what will perform. And so I wanted to share some of those things with you today. And so if your videos don't educate or entertain, there's probably a low likelihood that they will actually perform. And so that's been the easiest way for me to think through kind of the broad strokes of it is like, this video needs to educate or entertain. That makes it super simple and easy to remember. You know, if you're on YouTube, you might lean a little more educational. I think social, you can lean a little more entertainment. We still lean more educational and that still performs well. But I think a lot of it will just depend on your brand and how much kind of quote unquote fun versus quote professional you want to skew. We definitely tend to skew more professional and educational. I like learning. I like teaching. So my teaching is a fun way of, you know, giving back in the sense that I feel like I've learned so much from following other people in their niche areas of expertise, you know, whether that's books or podcasts or YouTube channels. And so I tend to lean more educational, but again, you want to follow your brand there. And so both educational content and entertainment content tend to perform really well. But at the end of the day, no one will watch or share your videos if they don't actually like them. And so if they don't watch them, you don't get the benefit of lead generation, the improved branding, the more closed projects, all of those types of things that you want from your videos. And so a good kind of exercise is just to think about, you know, what are the kinds of videos that you watch? And then what are the kinds of videos that you share? And I bet if you answer those questions for yourself, and maybe look at the last few like reels you forwarded to somebody or the last two you you know few YouTube videos that you sent to somebody or watched you know go back and look at your history my guess is that they were either educational you know helpful or entertaining right they made you laugh or they were just enjoyable to watch whatever it was and so if there was another bucket, I'd love to hear from you. You can always shoot me a note at radio at builderfunnel.com. Um, but that's what we're finding is that one of those two buckets is kind of where we start. And, and so that's what we really need to be striving for. The other part is that, yes, that means that it is difficult. There's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of noise online. It can be really tough to stand out. 
but I am going to share with you seven things that we've learned and things that we've noticed, things that have been working well for us. And a lot of these things we're still working on getting better and better at, but having taken a leap up in terms of how we approach video, these are things that have really made a big difference. So number one is scripting. So picking a topic and actually writing it out. This helps in a number of different ways. One, it actually helps you define what you're going to be talking about. But as you write it out and as you go, how am I going to teach this? It actually adds a lot of clarity to the overall video and the output of what somebody is consuming. So if you just kind of riff on it, you can still produce a pretty good video, especially if you just have the expertise and, and it's everything's up in your head, then the content will still be pretty strong. But if you write it out, what you'll notice is that you will order it differently. You might add in pieces where you go, oh, well, I kind of, as I wrote this out, I kind of skipped two steps because you're going to be an expert. And so everything will seem normal to you. And you, when you're an expert, you tend to batch and chunk things. And so you'll actually skip steps that are important to somebody that maybe doesn't have any information about the topic. So that really helps, but it also helps in terms of as you script it out, you can try to make sure that it's logical. It's easy to follow if somebody is listening to it or watching it, and then it will make sure you don't have a ton of extra fluff within it as well. So number one is scripting. I highly recommend that with whether that's a reel for social or a YouTube video that you're going to produce. The second thing is having a really strong hook and a strong title. So if it doesn't pique someone's interest, they're never even going to click on it. So you got to have a really strong title. That means either a strong thumbnail on the YouTube video, a strong opening screen, whatever it is on Instagram, if you're doing a post and then a swipe to the reel, any of those types of things, but it's got to peak interest so that they actually click on it. So that means either strong title or hook or graphic. Number three to kind of follow up with that is a really strong first 10 seconds. So you hook them, they start watching, and then you really have to hook their attention and retain it at the beginning because otherwise, if they don't really start the video, then they'll just click away or they'll keep scrolling. You know, you you probably scroll and click on lots of videos. And so you know how fast you move around. And if something doesn't really hold your attention or keep you there or, grab, you know, go, oh, what is this even going to be about? Then usually you don't give it much of a chance. And so you're out of there. And so having a really strong 10 seconds kind of pull somebody into the video and it's more likely that they will actually then consume the content. Number four is educate, right? So be helpful. This one's great because it builds trust with somebody that if they're looking to remodel, they're probably hungry for information. And so this allows you to be the source of information. Number five, spending time on editing. So this is a big one. This really helps with that retention throughout a video. So, you know, you have done the hard work of having a strong hook and a strong first 10 seconds. You've got them watching the video. You're starting to educate, but now spending time on editing with multiple camera angles, putting text or captions on the screen, using B-roll footage, using quick cuts. These are all things that really help retain the viewer throughout the whole video. So if you actually want somebody to watch the whole video, then yes, we need to keep something happening on screen that makes it a little more dynamic. This is a lot of extra work, but 
I would argue that it's well worth it. You know, having somebody watch 10 seconds of your video versus the full two, three, four, five, 10, 15 minutes is a big, big difference. And if you think about stacking up, you know, somebody watching 10 minute videos, getting, you know, a hundred minutes with you is really, really powerful versus if they just see the first few seconds and then they click away. Number six is boosting it, promoting it. You know, once you feel like you have a good video, you'll want to share it, right? You'll go, this is great. This is helpful. You know, boost it on social media, put some budget behind it, email it to your list, share it with your network, get scrappy, get some eyes on it, get people watching the video, you know, send it to people. And and again, if you've done the work to make it good, then it you will want to send it. But I've noticed too, if, if you create something and you're like, ah, it's, it's okay, then you don't really want to send it to anyone. And so I think that's also just a good way of you viewing it and going, am I excited to send this out? Am I excited for people to see this? And if you're not, then maybe more work needs to go back into one through five, right? Scripting, strong hook and title, strong 10 seconds, education, and then the time spent on editing. But once you've got it there, boost it, share it, promote it, get it out there, and you want people to see it. And then number seven is use the video in lots of different ways. So multi-purpose, post it on social media, post it on YouTube, post it to your website, um, use it in your sales process. You can use videos that you've created and posted in different places as one-to-one follow-up after you know an initial discovery call or an initial first meeting or before that first meeting, before a design meeting. And as you build out your content library of videos, you'll you'll find that you'll probably have three or four of those where you always want to insert them into the sales process. So this stuff doesn't just have to go in one place. You can use it and get a lot of mileage out of your videos. So those are the seven big things that I feel like we've learned over the last you know six, seven months or so as we've dove a lot deeper into the video world and how video is working today on social, on YouTube, on, on websites. So just a quick recap, it's scripting, strong hook and title, strong first 10 seconds, educate, make it helpful. Number five, spending time on editing, boosting it, promoting it, getting eyes on it, and then multi-purpose, spread it around, use it in multiple places. So I'm curious, what's your biggest takeaway from today talking about making marketing videos that people actually like? I would love to hear from you. You can always send us a note at radio at builderfunnel.com. Put radio in the subject line. We will flag those emails down. We will pull some questions into a future podcast. And if you want a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint, we're also happy to send you one of those. So just put radio in the subject line and put your mailing address in the body of the email and just send that to radio at builderfunnel.com. All right, guys, I'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio.